Welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host, Kevin Paneskis. Hey, Kevin, Property Soldier here. So recording this as a podcast episode for my Service Combination Property Podcast and also going out on my social media platforms live. So this episode then is all about exit strategies for service accommodation because people are always saying, yes, but what if this happens or that happens, et cetera, et cetera. So service combination works uh, brilliantly well right now. And service combination is going to work brilliantly well in the future. Of that, I am in no doubt. But just for people who are a little bit more risk averse or worried more about what the future holds, this is just to reassure people about whatever scenarios might appear uh, to give people alternatives to service combination or exit strategies um, if circumstances change, for instance. So first off is if you are doing rent to service combination, guess what? You could give the property back, couldn't you, to the owner. Um, you could uh, exercise your break clause. But um, ultimately, some people will take on a contract and they, uh, they've got a significant amount of time left potentially on a contract on a rent-to-SA basis. Well, actually, worst case scenario is with permission, you could, let's say you've got a year left on your contract and, uh, and your circumstances have changed and you, you don't want to operate the property at service combination anymore. You can actually put a uh, buy-to-let tenant into the property. So an owner of a property can't force somebody to continue paying rent um, you know, if it, it's put them in a difficult situation. So you can't sort of force somebody to, to you know, go under financially, for instance. If you're able to find a, a suitable replacement to take over the tenancy for you, then the owner cannot um, withhold that, can't uh, prevent that from happening. Um, as long as the replacement for you is able to pass referencing, the, the same referencing that you passed, then there's there's no reason why uh, the owner should um, prevent that from happening, and they're not allowed to. Okay, so so the alternative for you, if you did want to, uh, uh, you know, stop doing service combination or rent to service combination in that property, is to replace yourself with a, a different tenant, another tenant, and that actually applies to an awful lot of um, you know people who are in normal rentals. Um, normal, uh, you know, renting a property to live in, and they want to uh, hand the property back, but they're under a contract. You you can do exactly the same thing: is replace yourself with somebody else. So you could actually source the tenant, or you could even ask the letting agent to find uh, an alternative tenant. You might pay that fee, the uh, the tenant finder fee, etc. And as long as that uh, replacement tenant passes the referencing, then they can take the property over from you. So rent to SA, not such a, a great 
uh, you know, issue if you uh, are doing that and you want to sign a, a longer contract because he only wants a longer contract. Some people worry, well, what if, if they're not allowed to have a, a break clause in? But that is um, a scenario for you there. So service combination management, so that's different to Rent2SA. Service combination management properties is where the owner of a property brings you their property fully furnished, good to go in order for you to you know, pretty much plug it into your uh, channel manager and into your uh, merchant account um, in order to operate that property for them as service accommodation and as an SA management company, you charge a percentage of revenue as your fee. So what would you do under that circumstance if you wanted to uh, hand the property back? Well, again, you, you have your break clause in place. So as an SA management company, you're a lot more in control of having a break clause. So you might have a two-month break clause, something like that, to hand the property back to the owner. Now, the owner shouldn't be you know, massively concerned about it because the, the normal fallback position for somebody if they're not having their property managed as a service combination property is to have a letting agent manage it for them as a buy-to-let instead. Or the owner could find an alternative service combination management company, and, and you would probably be able to recommend people in your area who could take the property on um, for that owner. You could even, let's think outside of the box, you could even source that property on and, and get a sourcing fee for somebody else to come in and take over that property as service accommodation, or it could even become a rent to service accommodation, couldn't it? You could charge a sourcing fee, somebody else could come in and pay the owner rent and, um, and then have the property managed by an SA management company. But ultimately, the main thing to remember, if you are the service accommodation operator and you've got an SA management property, is you could give it back or recommend a different SA management company to take the property on. So that's the reassurance um, on that side of life. Also, what else? You've got buy-to-let to service combination. Well, that could obviously go back to buy-to-let. So a lot of landlords who own properties in their um, own name previously used properties buy-to-let. I mean, I am one of these landlords and I have flipped the property over into serviced accommodation. Well, clearly, I could flip it back. If it was previously working as buy-to-let, then it, it will work as buy-to-let in the future. And that's actually what I suggest people do when they're sourcing property. If you're buying property to do serviced accommodation with, you also have the one eye on the buy-to-let market because that's ultimately the fail-safe position. The property could be used as buy-to-let instead. So any, any questions that you've got, people that are watching this live on my social media or even people that uh, are watching it on the replay, uh, by all means, type your questions in the chat box. And what I'll do is um, once I've uh, finished recording the podcast, I will um, answer those questions for you. So yeah, absolutely. Buy to let to service combination, it could clearly go back to become a buy to let again. So purchase to SA, as I just said, um, absolutely just make sure it works as a buy to let. Now, by the way, when you're doing purchase to SA, if you're buying it with a mortgage, the valuer on behalf of the lender will actually stress test it as a buy to let anyway. And 
you will, let's say, for instance, the mortgage product that you want is a 75% loan-to-value interest-only mortgage product. Well, the valuer will stress test that property. Will it achieve the mortgage rent ratio coverage? Typically, the rent needs to be 130% above the monthly mortgage payment, uh, stress tested at 5% usually. If it meets that criteria, then you will get the 75% loan to value on that property. And, and that is achieving that on the rent that the property could achieve as a buy to let. They won't do um, the, uh, the ratio based on potential SA income yet, but in the future they might. But at the moment, they are just doing it on the buy to let. But Actually, that provides a much better safety net for you because the property is going to work as a buy-to-let, great, but you want to use it as service combination, so you're actually going to earn a lot more profit from that property as service combination, but ultimately, you could flip that property into a buy-to-let in the future if you wished, or you could be selling that property later on and it's going to appeal to a buy-to-let investor because guess what? It works as a buy-to-let as well. So again, that's another exit strategy for people and it works as a buy-to-let. If you do a purchase to SA, make sure it works as a buy-to-let and the safety net is ultimately that the lender is going to make sure it works as a buy-to-let as well. Okay, sell the property. So yes, of course, as I just mentioned, if an exit strategy for you is you could ultimately sell the property. And if you think about um, capital allowances, and those of you that understand have seen my, my previous content about capital allowances, ultimately, roughly 35% of the property's value you can claim as a capital allowance once the property is being used as serviced accommodation. And some people will actually use up their capital allowances on a property. So let's say it's a £200,000 property, you've got 70 grand worth of capital allowances, and you're earning really good income from the property as serviced accommodation. And once you've effectively earned £70,000, that money is tax-free, but then you've used up your capital allowances. Well, guess what you could actually do is sell that property and get the market value for it and then reinvest in property, another property, brand new property, and, and all of a sudden you've got your capital allowances all over again. So that's obviously a, a great incentive for not wanting to pay too much tax on your service accommodation uh, income. You will only run out of capital allowances if you stop buying property. And so one exit strategy for you, you would obviously decide to model it based on the expenses of you know, selling and then buying and stamp and things like that. You would model it. But the, the point I'm making here is that an exit strategy for serviced accommodation is to sell the property. So if it works out for an owner-occupier, then great. If it works as a buy-to-let or it could work as a HMO, then, then great. There's obviously um, uh, an alternative scenario for you. Now, what I will say, though, is that if you are selling a property and you've claimed the capital allowances, so you've, you've got the capital allowance surveyor in, and the capital allowance surveyor has uh, created your capital allowance, let's say it's £70,000, 
and you've only you know drawn down on on ten thousand pounds of that capital allowance um for example you've got 60 grand worth of capital allowances still in the property if you are going to sell that property for and, and i have done this myself i've sold a property that has got capital allowances still unclaimed in it and what i've done is i have got the buyer of the property to sign what's called a 198 election which effectively allows me to take those capital ounces away with me and still claim those capital ounces against my other serviced accommodation properties so it's really really important that you get the buyer of a property that you are selling um, you're selling a service accommodation property you're, the buyer needs to sign the 198 election now 99 times out of 100 that buyer is not going to be intending to use that property as serviced accommodation. They're going to buy it, for instance, the one that I sold, the, it was for somebody to live in. They, they were going to be an owner-occupier of that property that they were buying from me. Therefore, they cannot claim capital allowances on the plant and machinery that is in the property, the kitchens, the bathrooms, the boilers, things like that. Uh, so they can't claim the capital allowances. So there's absolutely no issue for them to sign the 198 election because they can't claim the capital allowances anyway. If somebody's going to use the property as uh, a buy-to-let or a HMO, guess what? They can't claim the capital allowances either. So again, get them to sign the 198 election. Uh, what the um, what the buyer will need reassurance on is what is this 198 election thing that I'm being asked to sign? Because guess what? Their accountant and their solicitor is not going to understand it either because they just don't have the knowledge and the education on service accommodation. And what I've had to do is actually use my accountant to um, educate the estate agent's accountant because the, the buyer didn't have an accountant so my uh, accountant educated the estate agent's accountant on capital allowances, and then the estate agent heard it from their own accountant that it was fine to advise the buyer to sign a 198 election. And that's, that's how I managed to get um, that box ticked, if you like. So really, really important that um, you just understand the significance of, of capital allowances when it comes to doing service combination, you can't get these capital allowances on all the other property strategies, um, but you can on SA. So, well, you can get capital allowances on commercial property. So you could do a commercial conversion into service combination and claim the capital allowances because it's a service combination property. Or if you've got commercial property, you know, normal type commercial property, yes, you can claim capital allowances on those. But only as a you know a recurring income strategy, uh, residential type recurring income strategy, which service combination is, it's the only strategy that you can claim capital allowances on and avoid section twenty four with properties that are owned in your own name or in a limited company, uh, sorry, a limited liability partnership or a partnership. So you don't have to own property service combination property in a limited company in order to avoid the section twenty four. You can own the properties in your own name, LLP, partnership, and avoid Section 24. Clearly, if you own the property in a limited company, you're going to avoid Section 24 because limited companies can still offset their mortgage interest. So just wanted to clarify that situation. But the point of this uh, episode is that 
there are plenty of exit strategies for serviced accommodation. Should you wish to, you might be moving abroad, you um, could be retiring, whatever it might be. And so you can start your service accommodation business knowing that there are multiple exit strategies, no matter what might happen in the future. But guess what? Service accommodation is booming right now. And why is that going to change? There's always going to be the demand for service accommodation just keeps going up and up and up. And so it's it's uh, I, I'm scaling my service accommodation business. I'm turning HMOs into service accommodation. I'm doing purchase to service combination. I'm, I've just got a buy to let back from a tenant. Um, that's being turned into service combination as we speak. So I'm scaling our apart hotel business as we speak. So I'm very, very happy um, that I want to be scaling my service combination business. But ultimately, if I wanted to pivot in the future, there's easy ways of pivoting in the future. So that's why I'm more than happy to scale right now. And that's why you guys should be wish wishing to scale your service combination businesses as well. Now, for those of you that want to scale a service combination business, start and scale a service combination business. I run a training uh, pretty much once a month on this, and I'm able to offer tickets. Don't get me wrong, I, I sell tickets to this training on webinars and on uh, when I go out and do property talks out and around at different talks, I'm able to sell uh, tickets. But ultimately, I am also able, with my business partner, Progressive Property, to give tickets um, for free to my discovery days, my service combination discovery days. So I've actually got a service combination discovery day coming up. It's the 28th of October. And if anybody would like a ticket, a free ticket to that event, you're going to have to be quick because there's, there's quite a few tickets already um, been sold or, or claimed. And we have got limited spaces in the room. It's not like we can have 100 people in the room. So limited to about 20 people in the room. Um, if anyone would like a ticket to my service combination discovery day, all you need to do is in the chat box, in the comments, just write the word tickets or the words tickets, please. Um, and you can get your tickets. If you are listening to this on the podcast, there should be a link in the show notes of the podcast that you can get your free ticket or you can apply for a free ticket if there are still tickets available. You can just click on the link in the show notes of the podcast. And for anyone else, um, you can go onto my website, Property Soldier, www.propertysoldier.co.uk, and you can go on there and you would be able to click on the uh, link in order to get free tickets. Um, ultimately, if there are still places available in October, then you would be able to book in October. If not, then there should be another one towards the end of November and you would be able to get tickets um, for that one. But for those people that want to move quickly, then uh, crack on, ask for your ticket. I'll send you a link. Those people that comment in the uh, comments of the different social media platforms that I'm currently broadcasting on simultaneously, I will just send you a DM with the link in order for you to get your free ticket because if you start putting links into threads, 
the different social media platforms don't like that. So it's, it's always better for me just to answer and send a personal DM to people. If you just write the word ticket, please, I will send you the link so that you can get your free ticket. So if you found this content useful, everybody, let me know in the comments. If you've got any questions on any of the things that I've discussed or anything else, then again, just type those in the comments and I will get back to you. Let me know if there's other things that you would like me to cover in my uh, further posts and podcast episodes. More than happy to help spreading the the knowledge and spreading the love on serviced accommodation. Um, And so, again, I might have covered it in the past, but sometimes people might have missed that. So I don't mind uh, recovering different things that I might potentially have covered in the past or giving a more up-to-date um, angle on whatever is currently going on in the marketplace. So if you've liked this content, give me a like. If you've got any other questions, then just type those in the comments section. And for those people that are going to come and join me on my service combination discovery day, just write the ticket, please, in the comments or send, go onto my website, etc. And I will be seeing you live at the event. So here's to your success in service combination, everyone. And remember, your future needs you. Take care and I will see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. You can also follow me on social media and YouTube by searching The Property Soldier. Also check out my website, www.propertysoldier.co.uk, where you can learn even more about property investing and serviced accommodation.